Welcome to Gilmore, a podcast in which two adult women who know way too much about Gilmore Girls watch each episode and over-discuss them one at a time. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rachel. And this week we are talking about season one, episode 19, Emily in Wonderland. Um, I just learned a new word today. Okay. Anti-penultimate. This is the anti-penultimate episode of season one. So that's the... Thir- second, third to last? Third to last, yeah. Anti-penultimate. Mm-hmm. That feels a little misleading. <laughs> it does. Like, is it like what happens if it's like, if something goes bad in the penultimate? Yeah, yeah. Anti- but it's the third to last. Anti-penultimate. There we go. Okay. So that's what this episode is. I thought it was the super last one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finn would say. yeah, exactly. All right. So, Rachel, this is your recap. You it is my recap. Over- okay. Um, so much happens, I feel like. Rory invites Emily to come to Stars Hollow to mm-hmm. go antiquing um, and kind of see the town. Meanwhile, Lorelai and Rachel are kind of hanging out. They go look at the informally known as Dragonfly mm-hmm. um, and take some pictures and kind of they kind of bond a little bit. Rachel asks Lorelai's help to kind of convince Luke that she's like going to stay around and mm-hmm. he should he should trust her. Um, and then L- Rory is showing Emily around town mm-hmm. and she shows her the potting shed where they used to live. Emily kind of freaks out. She overreacts. Overcorrects a little bit, yeah, and says, like, hey, I'm going to make a room for Rory at my house. Mm -hmm. And so she does that. And um, so Lorelai's kind of dealing with the feelings around what it means for Rachel to be sticking around while getting to know Rachel and having kind of, like, really good interactions. Mm -hmm. And Emily is dealing with what it really looked like, I guess, for Lorelai and Rory to move out Mm -hmm. and where they lived. Um, Rory kind of ends up feeling bad because she feels like, I just wanted her to understand that we were mm-hmm. fine and so you know the Gilmore family tensions back we get a little Lorelai Luke tension ish and then kind of like a C plot is Lane and Henry mm-hmm. a little bit like they're starting to kind of talk or trying to talk and we get some really cute interactions with Lane and Rory mm-hmm. around that which I like I will get into this but I liked there's a lot of interesting pairings in this episode because Mm -hmm. also another thing that happened this is what i mean it's like a lot of kind of little things is rune is back Mm -hmm. (laughs) he wants to live at the inn Mm -hmm. so the overlap there is that he comes to the inn and ends up living in the potting shed Mm -hmm. and so there's just like a lot of intertwined kind of little things happening but the two main ones are yeah emily coming to stars hollow and the lorelei rachel stuff yeah Yeah. great well what do we want to start with again the cold open there's just yeah. some, there's just ban- <laughs> like the banter and the cold open. Yeah. They just get you and they mm-hmm. get you like ready mm-hmm. to watch the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I love the Peg Mosley, evil, evil woman. What did Peg Mosley do? She lured these two German children to her gingerbread house and then she tried to eat them. <laughs> it's just like, I love that Lorelai, nothing is ever serious. Right. It's exactly. So good. Yeah. Just listening to Lorelai banter yeah. just makes me happy yeah. all the time. Okay. So, Lorelai, here's the thing I love Lorelai. I love Rory. I love the show. There are things, obviously, though, that they do mm-hmm. that can be annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love Lorelai's whole thing about the eggs on her plate. Oh my gosh. I wrote, I agree. <laughs> I. Oh, totally agree. You no. agree with Lorelai? Yes. Oh, uh, no, no. Not because of the ogling thing. Okay. Like, I don't think, it's not because it looks like a face. It's because that's gross. Like pancakes and egg oil and salt, like that's two different flavors. Put eggs on my toast, put eggs on my biscuit, put eggs on whatever. Put eggs on my biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> on pancakes. Pancakes are like sweet and fluffy and buttery and like you're going to put 
oily eggs that's going to get bits on your pancakes? Yeah, I get it from that perspective. It just is one of those things where it's like, Lorelai, the world doesn't revolve around you. We know you're friends with I, Luke, but it's like to have him go, because the whole conversation about I'm going to go and reconfigure it and it's the same breakfast, but now you can eat it. It's like where you're coming from, yeah. I don't. Ru- Luke ruined the pancakes right, when he right. put the eggs on that. Though. Okay, so this is like a really deep dive, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it anyway because we're kind right, of on that thing. It. So Luke and food. So I, mm-hmm. the scene where they're in the storage room, mm-hmm. I was looking around because obviously I've seen this a thousand times so I knew what the dialogue was. I was looking around and it's really interesting because he's got cans of chili. Mm -hmm. He's got canned tomato sauce. He's got, and he's unloading like massive cans of turkey gravy. He's got canned yams. Like this whole thing kind of made me feel like Luke's is a fraud because I'm like, I thought Luke was... Like, wouldn't he at least be making any of those things from scratch? Which we actually know he does make from yes. scratch. Because he makes uh, pasta sauce. He, like, gets mad later when Lorelai only has jarred sauce. Right. Like, this stuff is better. And I think, I don't think Luke is using packaged gravy. I, I know. That's why I was like, what the heck? It just food. seemed really odd. And then another. Especially because he's a health nut. Right. That, yes, exactly. That, too. And everybody loves his food. And the other thing is, I'm going to pull what I did last week. It is someone on Instagram. Um mentioned that she saw in a couple episodes she sees a can like of Folgers coffee grounds on the on the counter no yeah and she's like Lorelai's always talking about how great Luke's coffee is and yet like it's from a can speaking of (laughs) did you see that they have Luke's coffee now and it's available I did see that at the like only at the Hollywood I did see that so I don't know if any of our pop-tarts live in California but if you have access to that I will I will um like Venmo you Venmo you if you yes contact us if you live in California and you can also can we come and visit because Illinois sucks it's cold here (laughs) and it's right now it's just gross because it's like it's just just gray the snow is melting. California is beautiful and yeah. pretty and warm. It's warm in Florida. Okay. It's warm in Florida. Um, so that was my side note about Luke's food. Totally. Yeah, not think, believable, really. So the interaction with Luke and Lorelai when Rachel is involved <laughs> is so funny. So there's two lines in per- there's two sets of lines in particular that I love. God, you've got amazing eyes, doesn't she? Oh, well, yeah, sure, I guess. I mean, I mean they're, you know placed good mm-hmm. and like he just can't get out of it it's so funny i love that something that i like to say to especially to people that i know don't like the show and they don't know how to react to that is when someone says something and i go because i'm not really great no you're great just in a different way in a not really great way <laughs> like in a not really great and i say oh and in a not really great way. Like I love to literally pull that quote out and just use it on people. I've used it at work multiple times, like in the last couple months. Oh my gosh. And people don't know what to do because they're like, well, that's not what I'm saying. And they don't realize (laughs) that I'm messing with them using a quote that I think is hysterical about someone messing with another person. Like it's like four layers deep and they have no idea, (laughs) but they're panicking on the inside because they think that I'm being serious about them saying that I'm not really that great. Maybe my most quoted line to people. And I love when he spills spills the coffee. I'm glad it's not weird, though. That would be oh. bad. I'll get a rag. Also, let's talk about Rachel. Like, we were saying <sighs> we love, love Rachel. Rachel. This is her, like, not crowning this achievement. But this is one of those why is, we love Rachel. Yeah, because she's so chill. She doesn't find Lorelai like threatening she befriends her like we said they really would be a good buddy team if Rachel stuck around mm-hmm. like it's so fun and they they pick up on each other's quippiness mm-hmm. like with the whole baseball 
Cap Fashion Show. We're go cruise the docks. And cruising the docks. You mm-hmm. and I have said that, but mm-hmm. like it's so good. Like it, she's so fun in this mm-hmm. episode. I love it. What I love about Rachel, as I was watching this, I was really trying to like, okay, what is it? They've written a character that is really comfortable with who she is. Oh, yeah. She, like, doesn't find Lorelai threatening, even though she kind of knows that there's maybe something, but she just kind of lets it go. She's very comfortable in her own skin. She's comfortable with who she is. She, like, is confident in her choices. She's just... she just is comfortable because they could have made any number of choices oh, that yeah. would have made it more complicated, um, made added more tension. The tension of the will they won't they with Luke is strong enough that we are allowed, like we experience this as complex mm-hmm. without them having to make Rachel uh, like an active member of that complexity yeah and it's also you know she's written in a way that it's believable that luke would like would you know be interested in her what's great about this show in general and i think why especially now in the year of our lord 2024 this show is like (laughs) still relevant and interesting to a new generation oh yeah this was one of the first or for its time really wrote women in a way that talked about them with a sense of independence, with a sense of mm-hmm. confidence. Like, the strongest characters on this show are all the women on oh, the show. Oh, completely. I mean, it's based on two women. Oh, totally. Three, if you include Emily, yeah. But, and the way they, even the way they wrote the, these women mm-hmm. is there is, like, this spark of modernism and independence mm-hmm. and ferocity to them that is what makes them so likable. And so I think that that's why it stands the test of time. And then Rachel was just this d- wonderful addition to it because... Mm-hmm. She fits in with this cast mm-hmm. of characters that are strong, confident, comfortable women. I like that in this episode, we get some great pairings, some of which we have seen, some of which we haven't. I love Emily and Mrs. Kim. Oh, my gosh. I love, so I'm just going to run through them and then we can always, we can go back. I love, obviously, always Rory and Lane. I love Michelle and Rune. I love Michelle and Emily. <laughs> Michelle and Emily we get mm-hmm. in this one. Obviously, we get, like we were just saying, Lorelai and Rachel. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of kind of pairings we don't usually see yes. in this. And this one felt very much like such a fun episode. And mm-hmm. I was saying to you off mic, it, there's so many scenes like they're in so many different places they're at the inn twice like the mm-hmm. new the the rachel and lorelei they're at the end they go see it again we see luke's apartment for the first time yes they're at the movie theater there's just so many little snippets of mm-hmm. things happening we see the potting shed it's just it's such a fun episode and i like we said in the last episode for us i'm just so glad that like now kind of the next few are just fun yes. um yes. so yeah there's a, this is a good one but yeah the good pairing so emily and mrs kim i thought it was missing an inlay perfect condition how much 3500 for the pair. You must be joking. No, no joke. Well, they're nice, but they're certainly not that nice. Not a better pair on the East Coast. 2000 You're from Hartford? Yes. Ah. It hardly matters where I'm from. I know these pieces are overpriced. Look on the bottom. They're not signed. Look on the bottom. Are they signed? Look on the bottom. They're signed. <laughs> it's kind of like we get... We'll get later on. There'll be other combinations mm-hmm. of characters that we just love yeah. together. So like they're Paris so fun that they, like, just are such matches for each other. And neither of them... Bulldogs. Yes, neither of them are going to back down. Emily in that moment, with just that, whatever she was looking at, dropped like $3,200. And it's like... 
it's nothing for her. No, it isn't. But I mean, I just, as they were walking out, I realized like that is a lot mm-hmm. of money. Because sometimes I forget how wealthy Emily and Richard are. Because I don't, re- it's just, it's known, but I don't really think about it. And I was like, when they put a number on it, like that, she just dropped three grand <laughs> in 2000. Like, yeah. like it was nothing. Yeah, I wanted this. It was, we're just going to take it. I was like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, Michelle and Rune. So they're great. We see them again later. Uh, are you sure you are in the right place? Perhaps you want the YMCA or the local bus station? You speak English? Do you have a reservation? I work here. <laughs> I do not think so. You see, we have standards, and even if they were much, much lower, you would still be poor boy out of luck. I'm the new handyman. Lorelai hired me. Oh, you know Lorelai. I dated her. Oh, you did? Yeah, but hey, don't spread it around. It's not one of my shining moments. Yeah, right? and you probably have so many to pick from. I love um, Michelle and Emily. Your grandmother. Emily Gilmore. Michelle Girard. Enchanté. Devenez-vous? Oh, Paris. They talk to each other and they're charming and they speak French and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, immediately, Emily goes, What a charming man. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then later, <laughs> Michelle says to Lorelai, I just love your mother. <laughs> the look that she gives Michelle yeah. is so funny because she's like, looks at him like he is. Bonkers. I know, I like, know. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. But of course they would like each other because they're both like snotty-ish and yeah, oh proper yeah. and oh yeah. like they like to they like to woo people with mm-hmm. their charisma and their like <laughs> snobbish ways. And so of course they would love yep. each other. And since Emily speaks French, like yeah. how many languages does Emily speak? Because we know she speaks French. We see her speaking Italian later. Like, oh, yeah. how many languages does she speak? We Maybe, know, like, just enough. We know she doesn't speak Spanish. Yes, like, exactly, yeah. Uh, like, Vehement, vehemently. Vehemently <laughs> does not speak Spanish. Yeah. And w- w- will not speak Spanish. Will not, wouldn't speak Spanish, yeah. But I love when Michelle and Rune are together, and just the in, in, instant disdain is great. Mm-hmm. And I love when Rune says, Go build us another statue. <laughs> Such a good burn. Like, it's just so funny. Yeah, and you... Even if our standards were much, much lower, yeah, that whole thing, and then, like instant, oh, it's you instant. And him, they don't I like. I'll, I'll explain later. I can't wait. Like, yeah. and he's like, I dated her, and she's like, we did not. And like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was one night. And it's like, that's not how you say that. Like, I know. Yeah, right. It was rude. It was one night, and, and then yeah, Michelle's like, one night, you and him. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah, so good. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. And then like I said, as always, Rory and Lane. Like, we get a lot of sweet, cute, just girlfriendy stuff in this, which I love. Like in the kitchen when she's like. Man, with all due respect to your fiance, Henry will call. But I want to return to a recurring segment that will show up. Okay. Problems that could be solved in one sentence. Yeah. Okay. Lane, there is so much stuff yeah. around her and Henry, and yeah. we see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. If you went to your mother yeah. and said, I met a Korean boy, I would like to go on a date with him. Uh-huh. There would be dancing in the Kim house. Okay, she but knew. she addresses that in the bedroom, which is what I wanted to talk but about. Because she talks about like, oh, he'll be he'll be dead Hideous to me, to me. Or yeah. Which, absolutely not. Yeah, that like, drives me crazy. That, no, it doesn't make any sense. Just because your parents like him, mm-hmm. like you, Lane, mm-hmm. girlfriend, you could have gotten everything you wanted. Yeah. And you wouldn't have had your heart broken, or yeah. you wouldn't be frustrated, or at least been able to try or with you Henry. Yeah. Be able to like. You wouldn't have all of this even now, this, mm-hmm. like, what am I going to do? And, like, I feel all this anxiety and tension, and I'm parsing things for subtext. Hey, Mom, <laughs> I, met a, I met a boy. Yep. He's Korean. Would you like to meet him? And I would like to go on a date with him. Yeah, yeah. Lane Kim. I this, know. This 
problem could have gone away in one sentence. That's why I would then want to talk about why does like what is wrong with Lane that she would actually feel like I would stop liking Henry if my parents like him. What is that? It's I don't the understand that conversation. It's the pop yeah. conversation, like, do I Later. only hate this? Do I only like this because my parents hate it? I mean, Lorelai's like that, but I don't know that Lane is that way. They I just lay, they just do Lane dirty. That's what they we always do talk Lane about dirty all the time. So poor Lane. Um, um, I like yep. the scene in the bedroom because I too love songs that make me feel. I me. knew that you <laughs> would say that, or like when we were listening to it, I was gonna say, "Do you have any songs that make you gloomy?" And then I was gonna be like, "Of course she does. Of course I do." And it depends <laughs> on what kind of gloomy do I want to feel. Like, do I want to feel like existentially gloomy? Do I want to feel like? love gloomy do i want to feel like disillusioned by the world gloomy i have songs for all of those so pop tarts you a gloomy playlist i was gonna like. say you probably have a playlist so, i don't but i like know in my own life what songs, would be which, in it oh totally yeah so totally. pop tarts if you know anything about the enneagram Lindsay is a four mm-hmm. and i am a six so if you know what the enneagram is and have any kind of context that will give you just i don't a think quick... they probably needed us to explain well, are, if they know the Enneagram, I think they, they probably, probably already knew what we are. The, yeah. So for those that don't know anything about the Enneagram 4, yeah. um, you're going to think I'm crazy when I say this. But the best way to describe an Enneagram 4 is um, melancholy is the happiness of being sad, which to you might be like, that sounds really depressing. And it kind of is, but it's also really great. I'm I also sitting here trying safe. to just even wrap my head around that phrase. It's the and I've known of, you for years. It's the happiness of being sad. But <laughs> Our friend Caitlin actually suggested that we did an episode where we type or just for fun like type the characters in the show oh I totally think we should and we could anyway so that's been Enneagram talk okay what else we got fascinating acts of storage we already talked about that Mm -hmm. fascinating acts of storage I wrote down would be a good band name I feel like that is a good that's a good band name what I think is um, hysterical and Luke says this all the time and there's like that's just not how it works my insurance covers only me well she even says that she's like like, that can't be true true. well especially because he has other employees (laughs) we have to probably go in the stock and that's room. not how liability insurance works. Right, like it's right. not just like only Luke Danes. Like it <laughs> can it, go in this does room. Does he have like a special waiver, like like line on his insurance? That's like, oh, anybody else? No, but yep. Luke, only Luke Danes. <laughs> like that's not how insurance works, Luke. Oh, Luke, what makes you a handyman? Is it that you have know how to use a hammer? You've used a hammer before. <laughs> if you use a hammer, do you become a handyman? <sighs> No, because I've used a hammer and I am certainly not handy. I was going to say the same thing. Like I've used like all sorts of. I feel like a hammer is the easiest tool to use. Sure. Like Like I've seen it playing with screws. (laughs) Like so does my seven year old. Right. It doesn't make him a handyman, which also is kind of an inconsistency because way later we find out that apparently they've had. Not so handy handyman. Yes. Who's been around forever. But this rune also disappears at some point. Yes. Maybe it was after Spoiler alert. I love that Lorelai's like. Where God should be the minute the guests are complaining or disappearing he's out of there yeah like, i don't want boo radley around my rosebud <laughs> wallpaper that's totally a great way to talk i think about that's Rune. a mean dig on boo radley yeah it is actually because boo radley like is just a super misunderstood yeah character. exactly they always kind of do that it's funny mm-hmm. anytime they mention boo radley i'm like do you have you guys read to kill mockingbird because you're mischaracterizing boo radley well sometimes they just <laughs> talk about it as like an outsider outcast yeah kind of but like, in this situation i'm like no rune is Rune is worse than Boo Radley. Mm-hmm. Like, Boo Radley was just a yeah, misunderstood guy. He was fine. Mm-hmm. He wasn't Rune. How does Rory not have a favorite color? I don't know. She yeah, says... So, I have, so she, I have a quiz for you, Rachel. Okay. Favorite color? Pink. Pink. I knew that. And sometimes black. Pink and black. Roses or lilies? 
Lilies. In sync or 98 degrees or backside boys? In sync. Okay, cool. What about you? Favorite color? Green. Roses or lilies? Lilies, I guess, but that's... I mean, I, you can say a third I, option because Rory I does. Would, peonies. Is that your favorite flower? Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a peony bush that like... Oh, yeah, you do. Show Huge flowers. Yeah. Massive. And the, I like that the ants like crawl all over Me them too. before they bloom. Me too. Um, Instinct, 98 degrees or backside boys? Minus, I actually wrote that one down. Minus <laughs> the latest controversy with Justin Timberlake being problematic. <gasps> he um, is? Yeah, yeah have you that? not seen that, read about the Britney Spears Oh, that, book? yes, yes, like, yes. That, yeah, I thought you meant like recent in the past couple weeks. Okay. Yeah, still not great. No, it's not, uh, but not I thought you meant there was another one. But okay. in general, uh, sync. Yeah, sure. same. I couldn't, I don't know if I could name a 98 Degrees song I saw them you? in concert, but only when I was like at that, you know, in yeah, the 2000s yeah. or whatever. But they were part of a show with somebody else, and I can't remember who it was, but they were, like, also there. Yeah, I would list, in, in order, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees. Sure. Because I don't, I like some Backstreet, I, I keep wanting to do some Boys. Backside Boys songs. Um, 98 Degrees, I know Nick Lachey was in it, and he was married to Jessica Simpson, and uh -huh. they had a TV show. I That's about, heard, like. I think if you heard the song, I think if you heard some songs, you would probably Oh, like, I would, oh, I that, but it's, but like, my, my familiarity with them are like is like way low down well and what makes me wonder is why like when she goes lilies or roses or roses or lilies and she says sunflowers when she goes in sync or 98 degrees she doesn't go claudine Langer or xtc <laughs> yeah exactly or even like smashing pumpkins because we know right. she likes smashing pumpkins like yeah. any of those like any band yeah name any band yeah you're right why doesn't she go off i off think the it's probably just path? because she's so thrown that she's like what where's is this, this going like, yeah i know that lorelei gets really upset about this and i think it is emily overcompensating but i also think it's really sweet that emily wants to make a room for her i don't like i think the, it is too i yeah. don't like the motivation right behind it i think it's super sweet and it's I do super too. kind and it actually comes in handy it's various mm -hmm. points in the show in the next episode actually <laughs> I, the room looks nothing like anything rory would want no. it's very much emily but it is still i think i don't mind it and no I, and i i, I, I lorelei gets upset about it but she also knows because mm -hmm. emily very quickly does show her cards about motivation oh, totally. whereas it's almost is this one-upmanship even mm -hmm. to the extent of like Almost like, Lorelai, you couldn't provide for her when she was young, so I'm going to go over the top like I do and provide for her even more now, even though she has a house and a room and she's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I have to retroactively like one-up your potting shed, mm -hmm. which is which is weird, but very Emily. And so I think that's why Lorelai says, it's weird, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. But I think Lorelai every once in a while gets like, like just chill with your frustration with Emily trying to bond with with Rory. Yeah, like right. she's always like that little sneak she's trying to bond with you. It's like, yeah, that's, that's her yeah. granddaughter. <laughs> like of course she wants to bond right. with her. And then when she sees the room, she like is so like threatened or thrown by yeah. it. She's like, what's your motivation here when it's like this is my house. I have a huge house. I decided to make one of the rooms for my granddaughter in case she wanted to stay here or mm -hmm. wanted to have a place to hang out when she came over for dinner or whatever. Yeah. Like, I get so frustrated with Lorelai, and it actually, that conversation breaks my heart for Emily when the first thing out of her mouth is, You hated us that much? As yeah. much as I totally understand why Lorelai did what she did, and she had to get out of there, and there wasn't really another choice because there wasn't a third move for her to talk to her parents and actually have them hear her, so she had to leave. Because I very much, like, that was my story. Like, at 17, when I left for college, I was basically running away. Mm -hmm. 
I just got lucky that I could run away somewhere that was like improving my life instead of you know forcing me to live in a tool shed. But at the same time, I, as a mom, on the other side of it, like if my daughter ran away, even if it was my fault, that would be so devastating. And then to see that she didn't run away to this like beautiful, wonderful place. Right. She lived in a potting shed. Mm -hmm. There was one room and they shared a bed and like just knowing that you could provide something different and better Mm -hmm. and that they chose anything else except for to live with you it does break my heart for Emily but I think and I agree I think the missing piece obviously is the fact that because we talked about this in the Christopher Turns episode with Richard is that there is no moment of reflection for Emily for her to say oh my gosh what was it about our house our relationship our parenting that made you so desperate Mm -hmm. to leave and live in a potting shed totally like it just stopped short of that. Mm-hmm. And again, in that moment is kind of blaming Lorelai and oh, saying absolutely. like, you hated us that much. And yes, it's sad. I'm not saying it's not, but it is that complexity and dichotomy of like, but you're blaming, uh, you're blaming it on Lorelai. There's all sorts of like therapists that are on social media and things like that, that kind of give sound bites for people that are going through this like boundary setting with Mm -hmm. their parents where they like don't have relationships with their parents and then they you know all the parents are like our we you know our kids like I would never do that to my parent like blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah like our kids owe us like we did this and this and this and all like the big language that I think a ton of therapists and like adult children are trying to give their parents is maybe you should be asking yourself mm-hmm. what is it about this situation my relationship my own self that this person that inherently is biologically predetermined to rely on me mm-hmm. the problem is is that all of that these parents that this dynamic happens for where it doesn't end up getting reconciled is that the parents can't go what is it about me that is causing mm-hmm. this cuz it's mm-hmm. like i feel like I would be devastated mm-hmm. if my kids came to me and said, like, I can't be in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I would do is right. go, what is it about what I'm doing that mm-hmm. is causing you to be to feel right. this way? And I think it's interesting. Again, the writing in this show is so consistent because that's exactly the same. Like, like I said, same response that Richard has with that fight in mm-hmm. Christopher Returns instead of being like, why would you, you have left? You put us through this. And and I was going to say what's also similar is the way Lorelai reacts to Emily making the room is also the same way almost that she reacted to Rory golfing with Richard, mm-hmm. which was, again, kind of the beginning of them hanging out just in general. Mm-hmm. But it was that was more Richard focused, whereas this is Emily focused. And it's like, you know, she wants them to have a relationship, but she also can't get over the either feeling threatened or feeling jealous or mm-hmm. all of those feelings. And so, again, from a writing perspective, just that consistency that that keeps keeps happening yes. is really good from the point of the writers. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the potting shed. Okay. I don't know if you have thoughts. I have some thoughts. I'd love to hear. Is there only a tub? Like there's no kitchen. There's no toilet. There's no sinks. It's a bathtub. I'm always like, I don't understand. <laughs> like she goes, my, my mom put a curtain around the bathtub to make it look more like a bathroom. I'm like, but where did you go to the bathroom? Where did you eat? Where did you drink water? Like, where did you wash your hands? Well, a potting shed probably has running water in it. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like no toilet. There's no toilet. That's, maybe, maybe they took it out. But but they didn't take the tub out. I just It's just funny. And there is a door. I, I 
watched. Or maybe they had to go into into the, the inn. inn. I mean, that could have been more like they slept there and like she bathed Rory because she would have been a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we talked about previously, like we get a feeling that there might have been a point when they either moved into an apartment or maybe mm-hmm. into the actual inn instead of just the potting yeah. shed because that didn't seem like sustainable. But anyway, I mean, it is kind of cute though. It's cool like that they would watch the events and they would listen to music and the and swans like or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Luke's apartment, mm-hmm. different layout than I feel like ends up being it the layout. Over time, sure. And also he doesn't have a single bed, which we see later. It's not a full size bed though. It's not. I think no, it's a double. It's, it's not, not a twin. It's not a double. It's too. It's too small. Really? But it's yeah. definitely not a twin bed. Because my kids have double beds. My kids have okay. Like full, so maybe my it's kids somewhere. Full size beds. Maybe it's and somewhere my, in their between. Their beds are way bigger than that. <laughs> but again, it's just kind of early Luke's. But I, I think it's cool to see his apartment. Mm-hmm. It always kind of drives me crazy when Rachel says, "I cannot find your pictures here. Uh, they must be in the bathroom." Hmm. So do not want to know why. She clearly, did, like, do you not know how film developing works? No. Why? Like, no? You need a dark. not a chance that Laura You need a dark that. room. She would at least know that, don't you think? Especially in the days of film, she would know mm-hmm. what film developing is. I love that Luke says. It's quite an empire I've built for myself. I'm thinking of conquering the flower shop next door and expanding the freezer. <laughs> and I'm like, guess what? Yeah, right? Like, right? be careful what you say, bud, because yeah. you're going to spend $100,000 in an afternoon. Right. So um, why does he get so defensive, do you think, during the conversation in the storage room about Rachel? He gets, like, real defensive, I, I noticed, I feel like. Why are you taking her side? I'm not taking her side. Well, it sounds like you're taking her side. Well, wash out your ears. I'm not taking her side. I mean, you're practically pushing her on me. I, I just want you to be happy. And you know what makes me happy. Yeah, I think part of it is because of the will they, won't they. I think he's uncomfortable with Laura, like Lorelai being involved in that in that part. Which of is fair, life. I think. Yeah, um, but and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hot take. Okay, okay, go for so it. I love Rachel. Me too. I think it is way inappropriate for ask for her to ask Lorelai that. Yeah, I think, I think so it's too. not okay. It's it's not okay for a lot of reasons. One, because it's not. Like another woman is not mm-hmm, gonna. That's mm-hmm. it's weird. It's also weird because he, she has confirmation from Luke, at least kind of, mm-hmm. that something is kind of up with Lorelai. Oh and him. yeah, completely. Like, so because during the Firelit Festival, mm-hmm. he does that. Like, well, sometimes I think that maybe, uh, mm-hmm. and it's not clear. But it's, but it's not, not like he it's not brushes it no. off. Like, oh, no, we're fine. We're, not, not we're just fine. No. Yeah. Which means it's with Luke. That means it's, there's something <laughs> going on. Right. Yeah. So she knows that that's kind of where Luke fits with her. And then she's seen Lorelai with Luke and can probably mm-hmm. tell like there's some vibe on her side. Yeah. too. Yeah. So I think it's way unkind yeah. for her to say like, oh, Lorelai can help with this situation. It also feels weird. If I were Rachel... The thing that convinced Luke to believe you is another woman that he clearly trusts more than you because mm-hmm. he has had a relationship with her for years. Mm-hmm. It it just at the end, like when they're kind of cozy and they're drink and Rory and Lorelai are drinking the coffee and they say it tastes different. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're happy you did this, but at the same time, on Luke's end, like he only trusts R- Rachel because of Lorelai. Yeah, like. It's all weird. It's, it's all, all weird. very weird. And I, I think it's really interesting. It's so telling that the second Luke responds positively to that conversation and starts to like feel safe with Rachel, every time Lorelai is around him and her, mm-hmm. she you can tell she regrets it. Which, again, I was going to say, I mean, I get it, but it kind of annoys me because it's like you literally just slept with Max 
and 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 Christopher both. Like you, you kind of There's have lots of spontaneous sex with not Luke. You kind of have Max on the hook. Like mm-hmm. the last we saw was like, let's maybe start talking again. Quickly before that, it was Christopher, and I'm not, nothing wrong with that. I'm saying though, in her wheelhouse, in her world, yes, she has a right to feel sad about it. But it's also like you clearly are moving on with your life. With multiple men. Well, it's because Lorelai has a complete inability to be honest with herself about her feelings. And so there's so many feelings for Luke that she's unwilling to acknowledge. Right. And of course that that's how she feels because we know how she feels about Luke. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever actually met someone who froze someone else's bra? No. That's like a trope from It is a trope. And also, I just don't feel like it's that inconvenient. I mean, even taking into account our Wonder Bra conversation from last week, it's like you just would wait for it to thaw or like go without. And put it in the dryer. Yeah. Like even though they're supposed to be in the dryer, but like. That is such a thing. You're right. It's such a trope. Because even later, Paris, way later, Paris says something about it to Rory. You're just doing this so you can freeze my bra or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, what? Has this ever been a thing? Yeah. I don't know. Apparently. So. Uh, Pop Tarts, if you've ever been part of a bra freezing situation, <laughs> let us know. Either let us know. either the doer or the victim, let us know. Because I know I haven't. What's the, what's the deal with that? What? I always feel like the thing I remember hearing, and I don't know if it's true, nor would I probably try it out, is that if you supposedly, I think, put someone's hand in hot water and the other one in cold water, it makes them pee. I'm Wait. never staying at your house. <laughs> Why would you want to try that? I no, I just said I wouldn't want to try it. But I've heard that, like as a prank, to me, see to me. As a prank, that's more like traumatizing and bad than freezing a bra. Yeah. That's the thing I wouldn't want more to happen to me than my bra being frozen. Yes, peeing all over myself. That's what I mean. But I'm saying like... Peeing all over myself is worse than having cold boobs. Thank you, Rachel. I'm just saying like, why isn't that the trope? Or like they would steal all your clothes or they would... I don't know. I mean, now it would be something like go through your phone and text the guy you like or whatever. Mm -hmm. But... Somebody, it's somebody's biggest fear mm-hmm. is their bra being frozen. Bra being frozen. Or somebody in the writing, writer's room had yeah. their bra frozen and was just never okay with it. Um, the funny thing about Rory's room at Emily's, though, is there is a terrifying, like, almost life-size wooden doll. Did you see that? No. It's like a, it's almost like a tin soldier kind of situation. No. It's it's behind Lorelai in her shots. And I'm like, everything else, yeah, is very Emily and very the gilded frames. I do love the fireplace. But there's this wooden doll it's it's almost like a puppet kind mm-hmm. of. It's I'm like, what is that? It's very weird. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I want us to remember a statement that Luke says. Okay. When he's having that conversation in the storeroom with Lorelai, uh-huh. he says, Yeah, she's got an interesting habit of getting bored and then leaving, usually without saying goodbye. Yes. I want to remember that he said that. Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, this is, again, we're going to come back to different information um, of him specifically saying something to the opposite. So I want to remember, okay. I want us to remember that he said this. Oh, I know what you're talking I about. I yes. yes, yes, yes. that is not the information that we get later. Right. And also this is the episode that I mentioned a few episodes ago when she says, even though I've left him a million times before, mm-hmm. can, like making us feel like it is. It is. Oh, it's totally a thing. A thing. And also what I think is interesting, again, Rachel is still kind of mysterious in her background because she says something about always wanting to be someone somewhere else and not mm-hmm. here and all those things. And she says, it's just this town, Miss Patty, whatever. It almost feels like she's not from this town. I don't think she is. But again, which again makes us ask the question like you brought up initially. How did she get How here? did they meet and why was she there? I have a obscure pop culture reference. Okay. So when at the end, when Lorelai and Rory are talking about how Emily and Lorelai can't communicate mm-hmm. and she says, have you tried whatever? And then she goes, well, my mother and I, we speak a different language. I talk 
I think I'm being clear, and all she hears is blah, 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 ginger. It's a far side cartoon okay. where it's a man, and it's a, a like a speech bubble, and above, and he's talking to a dog, and above it, it says, what dog's here? And it's just like, blah, 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 ginger, blah, 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 because the dog's name's Ginger. And I remember Googling that because I was like, is this something, the blah, 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 Ginger? And so that's what it is. We'll post that on Instagram, too, at some point. But um, so that's like a really deep cut. It's not even really a reference, but it is a reference to something. Like, it's not a thing people say, but it is a reference to something. Oh, yeah. Which makes me wonder how many more that there are that we probably There's probably so many that we even I mean, probably everything is a reference to some kind. Coffee count. It's a high. Yeah, I had a four or five. So they have two cups when they're at Luke's the first time. Oh, I counted that as one, but yeah, that could be two. And then they had, she has coffee at the end with mm-hmm, Suki. Mm-hmm. And then she has... At Luke's when... Some at Luke's with Rachel. Yep, and, and then at Luke's when... Um, at, at the end. And then I had also technically at the end, at the very, very end, when they're sitting there on the like blanket and Suki's freaking about, out about oh, the yeah, end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a thermos, which, which I'm assuming I'm, is of course it's coffee. Right. So that would be... Totally. Yeah. Um, I also love Suki freaking out about the end. How are we supposed to open a bed and breakfast when there's no place to cook breakfast? No, it's just a bed. We'll have to charge half price. Totally chaotic. <laughs> totally chaotic. I do love that. I don't want to live on Rachel too much, but um, I was thinking about, okay, so let's let's play this out. Mm-hmm. Luke does decide to let her back in, and mm-hmm. she decides to stay. Mm-hmm. If she's going to continue working in her profession, she's always going to be in and out. She's going to have to leave for long stretches of time if she's going to continue to be a photographer in the vein that she is. So it's one of those things where, like, is there a stable future for Rachel and Luke at all? Not that anytime someone leaves on a work trip, even an extended work trip, that means that they're breaking up Mm -hmm. with their partner because, like, I know spouses that Mm -hmm. live that way and people that are in relationships where one person travels a lot. But because of their history... I don't know that there's a stable future in which Rachel can continue to keep leaving. If they didn't have this history of like her just bailing, yeah. I think that they could make it work. But I don't see Luke being fine with like the, is she going to come back this time? Or mm-hmm. is this going to be the time that she doesn't come back again right. um, in their future? I just don't yeah. see it. So she would have to make some kind of major career change, which I don't see her doing. Yeah. Or he would suddenly have to erase all of the other times that she left before from his memory. So I think it's doomed from the beginning. But I think, but don't you think though, if there was at least an understanding of we're together, I live here, I'm going out of town for work, that he might be more okay with it? Or you're just saying that because of so much past, he would be triggered kind of constantly. Much, I think there's too much history there. There's the scene where she says though, I'm kind of tired of it. I'm ready to settle down, I guess is the creepy old fashioned term for it. And yes, her, her career wouldn't change, but there are still ways that she could be a photographer. Mm-hmm. Inherently knowing how she talks about mm-hmm. herself and her job and her career and her just general posture in life, I just don't see her being stably able to make that switch. Yeah. I also weirdly, like, this is this is something, too, about Rachel, is while I love her for, like, a girlfriend for Lorelai, mm-hmm. I don't see her and Luke together. I, don't, I asked that question when we first, like, talked about her in the um, oh, yeah. concert Yeah, episode. but I mean, now even seeing them together, not even personal, it, n- not necessarily because she's, like, mm-hmm. likes to travel and all that stuff. It's just when you see them together. The chemistry. There doesn't feel like there's chemistry. I mean, they're not, they don't dislike each mm-hmm. other, but it isn't this magnetic. It, it feels like, again, I feel like one of the most chemistry-ridden relationships on this show is Max and Lorelai. Oh, I know. I, we actually, I was going back through my notes from the episode where 
um, she shows up and they sleep together. Yeah. Like, I actually forgot to even bring this up, but in my notes, I was like, just even watching them when they're talking in bed, like, mm-hmm. her hands are on him, mm-hmm. and he's, like, the way he's looking at her and the way they, like, kind of just casually and comfortably touch each mm-hmm. other when they're talking mm-hmm. and be like, there is a magnetic yes. chemistry between them. Yeah, that does not And so that's what I'm saying. Is it's like the way that Luke talks about Rachel. Not that you, I don't know, the way he talked about her and even kind of the way that she seems, ne- that she even seems like as a person. Mm-hmm. When we see them at the movies, like kind of snuggling mm-hmm. and we see them kind of talking to each other at the end in the diner, it just doesn't, I don't know, I don't buy it mm-hmm. in a way, which isn't a comment on Rachel or Luke as characters. It's just the two of them yeah. in those scenes. I'm kind of like, yeah, they seem like buddies. Mm-hmm. I think like, I think when you have this tumultuous relationship, I think he's like fascinated and in love with the idea of mm-hmm. her more than the actual her in proximity. Or that they actually like get along and could Be- manage I, a relationship for a long time. For him, it's never been an option. It's always right. been like the mysterious. It's like the one that got away. Right. Like there is that in the back of your mind of like. You romanticize you it. You romanticize yeah. the one that got away because you don't actually know what it's like to be in a long, long-term relationship mm-hmm. with them in the way that you think it could be. And so, yeah, I think he romanticizes her because of the tumult in their relationship. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Oh, I always think that the jam that Jackson gives Lorelai looks so good. Oh my gosh, I wrote down that <laughs> graham cracker chocolate raspberry yes, jam situation. That too. Sounds like add delicious. A, add a marshmallow and I'll do whatever you I want. I would even do it without a marshmallow. I'll show you my butt without the $10,000 <laughs> this time. Like, it you heard it here first, Pop Stars. So good. But, I, and I love, like, raspberry is my favorite flavor me too. of anything. I think so. Me too. I'm kind of allergic to them, but. Oh my gosh. Or intolerant love, to them, whatever. But I do love raspberry. Yeah. I'm very tolerant to raspberries. <laughs> so I. Like it yeah. does look so good, and I was like, every time they say that when she's the way she eats it, I don't. know, There's something about that that I'm just so like, good. can I have some of that jam? It looks thick <laughs> and delicious. Yep, and mm-hmm. oh, and it's homemade. Yeah, and then the, with the oh, chocolate and the broiler. Oh, yes, sold. Um, also, Suki is massively over mashing those potatoes. Yeah, like, they like are like they look like whipped cream. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what it was. I think they're mashed potatoes, and I get that she's frustrated not thinking about it, but it's like stop, Suki, stop, because those are going to be potato soup it's soon. Called mashed potato soup. Yeah, similar to how we were talking about the floral budget um, at the Gilmore House um, recently, I was thinking about what's the food budget. Yeah, for the show, the show, because mm-hmm. any time in the kitchen. Like, there's always tons and tons mm-hmm. and mounds of food. And I know that they do have ways of making fake food. Oh, no, I heard, and set, I wish I could it find it. look fake. I heard somewhere one time, I think Melissa McCarthy and, and or Lauren Graham saying, it's all real, too. Because they would just, they would talk about how they would, like, pick at it and, and eat there's it. there's so much There's of it. so much. And it's always even, different stuff, and it looks beautiful And even when Jackson gives Lorelai the um, jam, it's in a bowl full of strawberries, mm-hmm. too. So it's like... Yeah, there's so much food. Oh my gosh, it always looks so good. Oh, also Emily mm-hmm. pulls up and honks, which we find out later. It's she, a mechanical body function. It's apparently a mechanical bodily function. Mm-hmm. So, again, inconsistency. This is what happens, like we've said, Pop Stars, when you watch the show <laughs> so much that every line goes under scrutiny. It's like, oh my gosh, what is And this? you still enjoy it. This goes to, like, Lorelai has no idea how much things cost, mm-hmm. um, like, she, like she did with the trust fund. Little paint, some pretty curtains. 
$150,000 of construction, we're open for business. Absolutely not. That oh, is, for that the end? not enough money. No. When my husband and I were house hunting, we went into this beautiful Victorian home that he and I still talk about, like, wouldn't that have been cool mm. if we would have been able to get it? And we could have easily afforded the house. When we actually thought about it, we were like, it's going to cost double the cost of this mm-hmm. house Oh yeah, just to fix it up and get it to code. Mm-hmm. And that was just for a house. Right. Like it's not going to have a commercial kitchen. So it is going to cost way more than $150,000. Oh, yeah. And like, I think, yeah, for sure. Lorelai has no idea how much stuff <laughs> She costs. just throws a number out. Which also, it, it's a little unbelievable to me that Stars Hollow, especially with Taylor, would allow an abandoned inn to just sit there. But now it's not, it's, it sounds like it's kind of out of the way. It is though, on the so outskirts and whatever, but also I'm kind of like, and it doesn't look terrible, but it's like, it just seems off-brand for Stars Hollow. Mm-hmm. Such a 2000s thing. Mm-hmm. Kirk's cell phone ring at the movie theater. Gosh. Oh my gosh, that's the ring. (laughs) That's the ring. We get an I have to go from Emily. I'm fine. It's just getting late. I have to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. When she leaves, I have to go. And I love (laughs) um, the detail of her putting the sunglasses on. Because yeah. I was like, oh, she's probably tearing up and she does yeah. not want Lori to see her yeah, like that. And I so do too. she puts up the wall of, yeah. I just have to go. I'm yeah. not going to talk about it, which makes me so frustrated. Yeah. But I also understand because she doesn't want to like loop Rory into that. Yeah. But it's like, oh, which she put sense. her sunglasses on because she's probably hiding tears. Yeah. Oh, it makes me so sad. So as someone who knows how to French braid hair, has anyone ever offered to be your friend because of it? No, nor have they said like, can we be friends so that you can French braid my hair? Like, yeah, no, it's not been a it's not been a currency in my life. Okay, French because braiding that hair. Is <laughs> more multiple times. Yeah. Over the course of the show, that is friend currency to Lorelai and Rory. I like, know. Can't this... I just learn how to French braid her hair? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Like, if you if you can French braid my hair, I'll be your I'll friend. I'll be your friend. Like, yeah. Pop tarts. Because you can't see us, you don't know this, but Rachel is very very good at French braiding. Except hair. for the two reels we've done. And my hair is braided in both of them. So they do have some, if they follow us on Instagram. But they can Instagram, see the back of your head. No, but you can but definitely like, tell that I have Dutch braids going on. She, oh, <laughs> she does Dutch braids. And they're so cute. And she's so good at oh, it. And you. I have hair in me. I've been doing it since it I was 16. Time, so, But she's never she's never French braided my hair. <gasps> yes, I have. And we've been friends for a long no, time. No, I gave you 100 hair that one time. That is not a real braid. That was a bunch of ponytail holders. and But it, didn't I braid it? No. Oh, okay, we just sorry. We all the ponies. Okay, we didn't. And funny story, the woman, I went into an interview. <laughs> So we used to work together, Pop-Tarts. And so yes. Rachel was like, oh, I saw this thing on Instagram or something yeah. online. I want to try it. Because Lindsay like, had really long hair at the time oh, and I did so not. Long. It was like the middle of my back. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, I want to try this. And it was like a way of making these like cool, that like a cool chunky braid, but yeah. using hair rubber bands instead of actually braiding Braiding. It, it was more and like so, ponytails. Yeah. So it looks kind of like a braid, like war. It's kind of very like Viking. Yeah. We call it 100 hair because there's a TV, there was a TV show on the CW, I think, and it's on Netflix now maybe called, called the, 100. the 100 and one of the girls in it had her hair like that. And so, so it's like a warrior braid kind of situation. And we accidentally called it 300 hair, I think a couple episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's, you know, same, smart. same, that's same. Vibe. It's yeah. fine. But anyway, so she did that to my hair just for funsies. Mm-hmm. And I like w- had to go interview somebody. And I come to find out later that apparently my like the fact that I had my hair done like super like kind of very intensely, but yeah. like also cool. Yeah. I like terrified her. <laughs> and she was like, I was so intimidated. And she's like, you had your hair oh done like gosh. this warrior. And oh like, I was like, gosh. and that's so it was like the last person that I would have ever thought would be intimidated. And so I was like, I still cackle. 
skeptical about that interview uh, because she like left and had to go get herself some therapeutic oh uh, McDonald's iced tea oh because she gosh. thought the interview went so bad. And I was like, she's like, once I met you, I realized how nice you were. And that wasn't the case at all. And I was so like, I, funny. so I like have apologized to her multiple times about this. Oh my but gosh. the 100 hair scared somebody that I was interviewing one time. You know, it's so funny that you have like a core memory about that because I do too. And I don't think I've ever said this to you. So this is like Rachel Lindsay therapy hour mm-hmm. is that I remember I did it on you. And I like chuckled after I did it. And you like, I read it and I could be completely wrong. I read it. You go, why are you laughing at me? Almost like really like vulnerable. And I, and I think about that all the time because I feel so bad. I laughed not because you looked weird, but because of the ridiculousness and like the badassness of the fact that you had this warrior hair and we were at work and like the whole thing. And I was probably dressed like a schlub because I <laughs> no. never cared about what I wore. Well, you had an interview. I'm sure you weren't. And no, you never dressed like a schlub. I dressed like a schlub there. The, jo- the, the job was a joke. Everybody was terrible. But but I remember like feeling so bad that you were like, why are you laughing at me? Oh. And I was like, no, it doesn't look bad. It was just the ridiculousness. And I think it was like a delightful laugh of like, you look like you're about to like go to war. (laughs) Which I wanted to most of the time. Which, yeah, we both did most of the time and we kind of were. Um, So that was our hair story. But yes. uh, No, so no, but braiding hair has never been a currency for me, no. Well, you have that to offer. I do, okay. if you're ever in the market for new friends... You I could, could say to them, hey, if I braid your hair, will you be my friend? Yeah, yeah, I think that would work. I love, so lines lines we liked, again, there's so many in this one. I feel like now we're starting to, again, get into the episodes where, like, so many lines are good. I love Emily's rant when she's, like, trying to get shoes. But I won't wear anything with rhinestones or zebra stripes or anything that has batteries or, or that sings or makes animal noises or moves on its own. Oh, my God. And I love when Lorelai sees her in the shoes and she's like, what's up, working girl? Yeah, go jump on the treadmill. Yeah. I love that. And I love when she's like, oh, I don't mind. I wish I had a camera, but I don't mind. And then when she's like going through her kitchen, she's like, do you even have plates? And she goes, there are women in bikinis on them. Of course, of course, the plates and dishes that they have at their house. Are Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. Yeah, of course. And I think it's hilarious. And it's like a whole thing, too. It's like they collect them and they've gotten difficult to get ones. Yeah. But I also think it's hilarious that like Emily's response is, there are women with bikinis <laughs> on them. And it's just like, of course there are. Um, I do think it's sweet when oh, um, they're in the antique, antique store. Is it something special? Do you like it? Yeah then it's something special. And also she, in the room, she actually calls her sweetheart, which I think is the first time we get like a, like a nice mm-hmm. word from Emily. I think there is evolution of Emily. And I think maybe the reason we find her so likable is just because of the endearing she does have towards Rory. Because mm-hmm. if she treated Rory the way she treats Lorelai, we would just hate her. All right, I think I've done enough damage. Mm-hmm. I've done also damage. All right, so uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you liked this episode or any episode, we'd love for you to share it with your friends. That's the best way mm-hmm. um, to get this podcast out there. Like us, rate us, review us. If you send us a, if you write a review, screenshot it. And and email it to us or DM it to us. And um, I'm going to just volunteer it for her. But Rachel oh, yeah, will send it. you a sticker um, <laughs> on some Gilmore Girl stationery as a thank you. We appreciate you so much. You can find us on Instagram at Pod, or you can email us at gilmordpodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you and all of your thoughts. Join us next week where we'll be talking about season one, episode 20, mm-hmm. PSI Love. <laughs> Which I hate the name of that. It is, but so it is one of my, it is my favorite in the season and it is one of my all-time favorites. Oh, so good to hear. I'm Love very it. excited to talk to you about it, Rachel. Yes. Um, and I'm sure you all are excited to hear about it. Yeah. So uh, join us next week for PSI La. And <laughs> so with that, we will leave you with the wise words of Mrs. Kim. Boys, Boys don't, don't like funny, funny girls. girls.